Lee Blue, and this is Double Stack, where you'll discover a radically more profitable approach to web design and digital marketing. The old school web agency model is outdated and no longer enough. Today, you're expected to have both the marketing stack so you know what to do and the tech stack to pull it off. If you're a web designer, Double Stack is the new way to make six figures working out of your house with a laptop. All of this is totally free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. What's the best way for web designers to put $100,000 a year in the bank? You ever watch these, these videos about how to build a six-figure web design business and you get into the details and it's like, well, you're not actually taking home six figures. It's like the revenue of the business is six figures. But like, what good is that? It's like, I don't care really what the revenue of the business is. It's like, you can be making over $100,000 a year in revenue and be losing money. So it's like, I wanna know how do I put $100,000 per year in the bank? So here's what I'm talking about for this video. It's like, if you're a web designer, how do you make over $100,000 of personal income without employees, serving your own clients with web design and marketing while working out of your house with a laptop? That's, that's the definition. So in order to figure that out, we're gonna be talking about how many hours you work and what the hourly rates are and, and get into value pricing and developing solutions and proposals. And there's a lot of details coming here in just a second, but let's start with the math because we wanna make $100,000 and we need to figure out what do we need to charge to do that. So in the United States, there's about 260 work days throughout the year. And if you were gonna work like a full-time job, that would be eight hours a day. So you have 2,080 work hours in a year. And so if you wanna get your income up over $100,000, you gotta charge at least $48 per hour in order to generate over $100,000 a year with those 2,080 work hours. But that assumes you're working eight billable hours a day every day of the year. I don't think that's realistic because you're gonna to have to do, like if, you, if this is your own business, it's like you're not billable all day long every day like you would be if you were an employee, we're just kind of collecting your salary. So you gotta like, you know, take phone calls and write proposals and find clients and pay taxes. You know, there's all kinds of stuff you have to do while you're kind of working on the business that's non-billable. So I feel like it's more realistic to say, well, maybe five hours a day could be billable work and then the other three hours, you could do the non-billable stuff. So now we're kind of lowering the number of annual hours down to 1,300 at five billable hours per day, which means that your hourly rate's gonna have to be at least $77 per hour in order to clear $100,000 per year, only working 1,300 billable hours. So what I'm gonna be thinking is, as we kind of go through the rest of this, this conversation here, it's like, why don't we target $100 per hour? So like, if you're gonna be doing work on a client project, you should be making at least like a hundred bucks an hour. And that will kind of clear the six figure mark, even if you're even working a little bit less than five hours per day. So in order to do that, I feel like we have to overcome some, like basically three major challenges. The first big challenge is in a traditional web agency, there's very little recurring revenue. It's mostly one and done projects. You find a client, do the work, then you have to find the next client. And the problem in, your, in, in the business model with that is the gap between the projects. So like after you finish one project and before you start the next one, it's like you gotta find clients and write proposals and there's all kinds of non-billable work that's got kind of going into that gap. And if the gap is too long, like what if it's a couple of weeks? What if it's a month between projects? It's like that destroys your ability to make six figures because the gaps are too broad. So what we really need to do is we gotta get more recurring revenue into the mix so that, there's, so that we don't really have these gaps between clients. We just keep working with the client over and over and over forever. And then we stack up lots of different clients together and eventually you get to the point where you don't have to find any clients. You have like a portfolio of maybe 10 clients paying a thousand bucks a month or something like that. And there's your six figures. But in order to do that, 
we need to be create better monthly plans. Like you can't just say hosting and maintenance. It's like, there's gonna have to be some kind of marketing component, some sort of lead generation component into the mix. So the first thing we need to do is we need to make better monthly plans. The second thing that we need to do so we need to find clients that are open to those, those long-term relationships, because if it's just a one and done project, hey, can you fix this technical issue on my site? Or, hey, can you just build me a website and then give it to me? And that's the end of the relationship. Then you end up with that gap problem where it's like, you just have to find so many clients over and over that it's, it's doesn't really work very well in the context that we talked about. Now, if you're a huge corporation or something like that, you can have like a whole marketing department just constantly out, out looking for leads for you or whatever. Maybe that's a different situation. But if you're kind of working on your own, like you're probably not looking for leads while you're doing the work. And then after you finish the work, you got these big gaps and it's just, it's just feast or famine. It's, 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 it's very seasonal sometimes as well. So it's like, we got to find clients that are open to the long-term relationships. And then the third thing is port, uh, the proposals. It's like, you can't, you can't spend all this time wasting your time writing proposals that people don't accept. And, on and, and it's even worse than that. It's like, have you ever spent, like when I would write proposals, I would probably spend a day or two like researching the client's business, figuring out different kinds of marketing strategies that I think would work, kind of writing up how it all, how the whole thing would flow. And then I would present it to the client and they'd be like, what, why are you charging 10,000? I wasn't thinking it was going to be $10,000. I thought it was going to be like maybe 1,500 or something like that. It's like, so now the gap is just so broad that it can't be bridged and everybody leaves feeling really frustrated. And then I spent like a couple of days of free work. It's like, so like, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to hit six figures doing, doing that, right? It's like, we need to solve those three problems. And the way that I do that is through the concept of a solution first agency. And there's basically a couple, I guess maybe two major pricing differences with a solution first agency, but then you also don't have to write the proposals. And, and the, and here's, here's the pricing thing. So the, I, I use a combination of value-based pricing and what I also refer to as stack pricing. So value-based pricing is actually really cool. I, I'm putting a link in the description to a value-based pricing calculator that I created for web design. But basically the idea is you stack up the value that you're able to create for your client. And the value comes from three spots. It's usually increased revenue, saved revenue, like, like, like decreased expenses, and then just the pure happiness or desire, like the, the emotional impact that now having, that, that having the solution provides to the client. So there's a little bit of art to it, especially with that third one. But like, you know, check the link in the description. There's a lot of details and you can actually play with the calculator and, and kind of, you know, figure out what a value-based project would cost. But basically you have the value-based pricing. And the reason that that's so helpful is because it gets you away from either hourly rates or feeling like you're charging too much for websites, right? So like, the, and this is so crazy to me that people, people react like this, but when, when we talk to clients, like if you tell them a really high hourly rate, it doesn't matter. Like I've been building websites for 20 years and I can do stuff like hundred times faster than most people because I've got so much experience with it. But if I tell people that my hourly rate's like a hundred times higher than everyone else's, they, it just blows their minds. Like they can't, they can't process those numbers. It's too much, right? The other thing is the, like, if you just start charging like 10 times more for websites than they were expecting. They're like, why do you charge so much for websites when I can get the same thing for less from somebody else? And like, the, you have to keep in mind, these clients aren't technical people. Like, like you and me, we can look behind the curtains and see that the low cost websites are not very good. And then look behind like your website and be like, that's, that's sound, sound code. It looks, loads quick, all, all kinds of great things. But clients don't have like the, the technical knowledge to be able to discern those types of things. And so they feel like, 
that you're just charging too much and that they can get the same thing for less from somewhere else. So it doesn't really work very well to either crank up your hourly rates or just charge more for websites. And so that's why I like to use value pricing as part of the solution, because it doesn't really have anything to do with hourly rates or the cost of websites. It has to do with what value are you creating for the client? And then you charge a percentage of that value for your project. But then the other thing that I do is what I refer to as stack pricing. And stack pricing is basically the idea that you can't really get results for a client just doing one thing. Like you can't just run Google ads and get results or whatever. It's gonna be a stack of things that, that are needed, like a, like a combination of skills and services in order to be able to get the results. Like for example, you gotta write the ad copy, you gotta target the right audience, you gotta build dedicated landing pages. Like if you're, if you're running Google ads, like at least a dedicated landing page for, for each campaign, if not every ad group. And like, you'll probably be experimenting with different headlines if copywriting is involved. There's some kind of a call to action, like to book a call or to buy something. There's probably a secondary call to action too. There's probably some kind of a lead magnet with an email opt-in. And then there's a drip campaign, like an email nurturing sequence. Like you see how there's like a stack of things. It's not just ads. It's like a lot of stuff. And so what I like to do is instead of saying, well, I'm gonna spend this much time doing these things and have some kind of hourly rate there, or rather than line item pricing each individual task, I just like chunk the whole thing together and be like, this is the stack and this is what it costs. And it's sort of like a, um, like a, like a, sort of like a service platform product kind of concept where you sort of subscribe to the stack as the price of the, the project. And so what I like to do is combine both of those two things into, into the solution first agency model. And like the value-based pricing part has to do more with like the one-time setup stuff, like building the website, doing the branding, like any, anything that you need to just do one time that doesn't really have a monthly component to it. But then I also have at least two subscription stacks into the offer as well. One is a technical stack, like hosting, maintenance, technical support, stuff like that. And then at least one marketing stack into the solution as well, so that they're you know getting traffic, pulling leads, and, and kind of converting those leads into clients. And then there could be multiple, like you could do multiple funnels and each funnel's price is a stack or whatever. But like, if you do it that way, you've created this new thing. It's like, nobody else has that stack. It's, 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 a, it's a productized version of the stuff that you do the best. And the reason that I think that's awesome is because it's the stuff you do the best, which means you've got the most confidence in it and you get the best results from it. You can even build a, a like a, a series of case studies of other types of clients in the same type of space that you're looking for for new clients. And oh, well, if you could do that for them, you can do it for me too. So like that works really well. And it's a new thing where they're not gonna be like, how do I get this particular thing from somebody else? And you can't just because everybody else is offering like custom solutions and whatever. It's like, but you've got this, this proven system and this proven stack of stuff that works and you can price the stack. And then in terms of like, how do you make a hundred grand out of it? It's like, look at the stuff that you're going to be doing in that solution. And keep in mind that you're going to be reusing the solution over and over because you have a targeted niche with a specific outcome. Like for example, maybe you create a whole solution that is like a lead generation platform for local businesses. So like if you're a local business and you need leads from within driving distance of your store, this is the stack of things that you use to get there. And so now you've got that going on and you say, well, in terms of like what you have to do to pull that off, kind of tally up how much time you think it's gonna take and then charge like a hundred bucks an hour for your time. Like in your own mind, like you don't tell the client it's a hundred bucks an hour, but like in your mind when you're pricing the stack, say like, this is how much time I'm gonna have to spend. And if I'm charging hundred dollars per hour, that then dictates the price of the stack. 
And so then you say, well, this is the pro- this is like this product price. And then the client is coming at it with an open mind because they can't compare what you're doing here with what other people are doing because you're the only one with this stack. So it's like this kind of this kind of like blue water, open water. It's like it's like it's just it's it's nobody else has any, has anything like it. You created this this market of one, which is really nice. And so that way you've got the whole thing going on. And you can even if, as you want to scale, you can even train people how to do different elements of the stack later if you want. Usually what I would do is do it all yourself first, then begin to outsource by way of like white label services. And that helps as well. And then later on, if you really want to scale things up, you can actually bring on employees later and have them specialize in different elements of the stack. But that's for later. What I'm talking about right now is how do you make $100,000 a year on your own? And that's the pattern. It's like you create a solution for a system like that and you price the system as a whole. And then the last thing that's really cool about that is you don't ever have to write proposals again. You say, this is the outcome that we create. Would you like this outcome? And you can tell people how it works and kind of document the process of how it works, but you do that one time. And then you just keep showing people how it works over and over and over again. And that saves you so much time with regard to writing proposals. And think about it, think about any any other thing that you subscribe to. It's like, I don't know, I have a Netflix subscription. Netflix didn't have to write me a proposal to see if I wanted to subscribe to the product. It's like, I just wanna watch the movies, right? It's like, so you just subscribe. That's the idea behind it. It's like, you've got this thing that generates an outcome. You tell people how it works and what the, you know, kind of what the expectations are, and then they get to decide, do I want that result or do I not? And then that saves you, so you don't have to write the proposals. So now you've got recurring revenue coming in from these stack subscriptions that we talked about. You're finding clients who want this ongoing result. You know, like it's, it's not just a one and done project. You don't have to write the proposals anymore. And then as you're pricing the whole thing out, just say, hey, as I price my stack out, I want to make sure that I'm making at least 100 bucks an hour for my time. And then that's the pattern that we've been using to scale a, like a single person web design business up over six figures with that pattern. It's been working for me. It works for tons of double stackers. So if you want to try it out, I'll put a link in the description. You can actually schedule a call with me and we can actually figure that out together, kind of go through it. Or if you're still not convinced, check out this next video and I'll give you 10 more reasons why a solution-first agency is the best way to build a six-figure business if you're a web designer today. So I'll see you right there. If you like this, head over to doublestack.net and check out our free video workshop on high-ticket web design. You can even schedule a call to talk to me personally about how to win more clients at higher prices. Head over to doublestack.net and let's take the next step for your business together.